Hello, one and all, and welcome to The End Times. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast while commuting, in which case, well done for being a key worker, vital for society, uh, or at home, in which case, how's the uh, new environment? Uh, aren't you meant to be looking after your kids? Uh, in any case, um, we're going to be addressing some issues from the world of photography, as usual, and um, we're going to start right with the current status of all of our photography trade shows that we're not at. The cancellation of... Uh, the, the photography show in the UK, which sort of bravely held out until letting us know at the last possible minute, as is the British style, has been very disappointing for me because I haven't met any humans for quite a while. Um, and now Photokina's off as well. Uh, what about your side of the Atlantic? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> There's not. Um, I've had my head up my own backside the last uh, the last two weeks. I just got back. I was I had a week in um, in Houston. So uh, I know the rodeo was cancelled. I want you to go and photograph that while I was in Houston. And that was cancelled at the last minute as everyone was turning up for that. I just said no, we're not doing it. Oh, they waited till everyone showed up so they could share their diseases and then they cancelled. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit late at that point. Everyone was already there and in hotels and in bars drinking. So I think the damage had already been done. But anyway, my cowboy boots really didn't get a good showing. I, I hope you're going to post some pictures of yourself wearing cowboy boots. Well, I might send you a picture of the boots so you can share that with uh, our audience. If Dan honours that word, we'll tuck that into the feed when I get around to doing the edit. Personally, uh, our life is changing here because I work from home. Now my partner works from home. And as of the end of tomorrow, our four-year-old will be, or three-and-a-bit-year-old. Not only has he recently been deprived of his birthday, but uh, he'll be... I don't think working from home is the right term, but uh, certainly preventing me from working from home. Right. Yeah, that's always going to be a bit of an obstacle for you there. Yeah, and uh, interestingly, while we won't get the services of the nursery, I think they're quite keen that we carry on paying for it. <laughs> the people making the decisions are not short of money, so they don't really understand how life works for the rest of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, everyone wants paid, even though you're not getting paid. Thank you very much. Yes. But weirdly, when I came back from Houston, um, I was I was tested at the airport and all that fun stuff. And when I got back, I thought, everything's going to be cancelled. It's going to be a nightmare. I've been the busiest I've been probably for the, for the last four weeks, at least. I've been on the phone all morning with clients. I've won some new business. It's been crazy. I thought it was going to be radio silence. Weirdly, I've had some more stuff to do, um, which is also part of the reason why this podcast's not been on for a little bit. But I am starting to look at a future where... People, you know, I won't be the only person with kids. What if they get too busy to commission me? But if you want to take pictures of empty supermarkets, now is a good time. Or, you know what? One of the projects I've just got through is taking some shots um, in Manhattan of the big empty streets. So, yay. Very good for me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking of heading out with a camera because London's locking down, but not like... Because we don't have ID cards here or anything like that, there's no sort of formal way of doing it. So I'm definitely looking for the opportunity of keeping my distance from people and uh, nevertheless getting a few pictures of empty empty London. Because it's, it's basically like a whole week, possibly four months of Christmas morning, isn't it? Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And you always get one or two photographer loners who pop out on Christmas morning and get a few amazing empty shots. Well... De Blasio is... You don't see so many biohazard suits at Christmas. De Blasio has said, you know, people, he may do a stay-in-place order, which is fine. But he said, if you are going out for a run, that's okay. So if I put a headband on and have my camera around me and wear some shorts and walk around Manhattan, and every time someone stops me, I can say, I'm going for a run, even though I don't look very sweaty, I'll get away with it. 
So running's fine, but walking isn't. Like, yeah. I think a walk's perfectly good exercise, plus it gives you more chance to compose photographs as you go right. in your head. And walking a dog, walking your dog is okay too, so maybe I need to rent a Yeah, dog. but walking your dog is a euphemism for putting something else unhygienic out in the environment, <laughs> isn't it? Normally in a car park at night. Yeah, and then picking it up again if you're a good person. <laughs> Alexandra Boris de Peffel Johnson did say in one of his slightly incoherent press conferences that we're now subjected to every day in this country that we should still do our exercise, which is just avoid other people, right. which is surprisingly difficult in a city of 10 million people. Right. Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. And I, I went for a photo shoot yesterday um, um, in Fire Island in Long Island. And um, normally it's very quiet. And there must have been five, 500 to 1,000 people at the beach and that's not very good social distancing in my book. So what people are doing, they've been told to stay home from work. And all they're doing is taking the kids out for recreational activities. It's the same here. Like A lot of people seem to be getting used to working from home, which I think is probably very good news. Well, I was going to say, they're already Netflix subscribers. It's bad news for Netflix as servers, and it's bad news for Netflix as new productions. But... Um, it's good you know, it's it's definitely good news for that kind of thing. It's good for their advertisers, particularly on on those platforms or like something like Hulu here, where there are adverts on it. There's good advertising revenue to be made too, so that's good for those companies, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I, I wonder. And of course, most people seem to have chosen to spend most of their time quotes working from home, close quotes, queuing up at their local supermarket right. in very tight quarters with other people who are stocking up, you know, for the global apocalypse that is to come. Yeah, I wonder if businesses are going to look at this as some kind of beta test as well. I've been able to see how their companies perform with their clients, with their with their workforce working from home. I mean, can you imagine if some of these companies think, you know what, it really didn't impact us that much. We're going to close the office now. I mean, that was actually one of the first things I thought was that I wouldn't really want to be, you know, letting commercial space because there's definitely, firstly, there's going to be a massive recession. Secondly... A lot of people are going to work out that working from office space isn't totally necessary. Traditional commercial space might have to start being converted into posh flats. Right. No, absolutely. I agree. I completely agree with that. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting the fallout, 100%. Um, we were looking at renting some space in, uh, in the city, but we might not even bother now. I don't know. Or it might be really cheap all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, that's the other way of looking at it. I think it's going to be a bit different. There are going to be some... You know, lovely low-rate loans uh, for people who want to start businesses. I believe on your side of the sea, they're handing out free checks. $1,000 to everyone, apparently, as if that's going to help. I mean, that might that might pay for my groceries for maybe a month. Will, will it buy your vote? No. I wonder what I would spend it on, even if I did get it. I probably would just waste it. Yeah, it'd be fun wasting it, though. That's that's good. Wasting it is boosting the economy. It's right. a good idea. That, right, yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I personally, as a, you know, as a uh, self-employed person... I rather resent the fact that I don't qualify for any of the uh, government handouts. It's big trouble. But you have a, yeah, so if it was like the UK, you've got a, a studio, so you'd get 10000 for that, just a cheque, basically. Right. As I understand it. That's good money. Um, because that's like a rentable or a rateable space. But if you work in your home, you're, you know, you, you're not really considered a business in the um, tax sense. It's insane. But anyway, I did my taxes. I just did my tax returns for my business and I'm due a, I'm due a refund, which is good. I'll waste that as well. I guess next month is the month I get a royalty check for my drone book. So unfortunately, I, I think it's sort of beyond the point at which I get more than a couple of dollars. So 
three or four. It, it certainly, yeah, it will certainly not be a four-figure number, which is quite <laughs> disappointing, even if it had a really good Christmas. Right, right, right. Um, so top tip there, everyone. Don't don't get involved in publishing. <laughs> the, um... uh, in a related point, my new book came out this week. Or I think oh, it's oh. actually been shipping for a couple of weeks, but um, they finally sent me um, my, co- my uh, author copies. And what was it called? Instagram photography, fifty-two assignments by Adam Juniper, obviously, which is a, is actually a really beautifully presented book. It looks much nicer than I was expecting, and uh, Dan will probably get his copy soon because uh, he's included. So if you're at home and you you know a photographer, now would actually be quite a good time to start exploring the social media. So why not grab a copy of the book? It's modestly priced, and Amazon still broadly seems to be working during these dark times. I'm going to use the word dark times a lot, I think, during this. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, the whole thing is really strange because, like, I'm conditioned by the cinema and the world and everything else to think of anything with virus and outbreak and stuff to also have zombies. Yeah, I'm disappointed we have zombies. So if it's just some people coughing a bit, I, I mean, I'm genuinely amazed the streets are as empty and everything's looking so apocalypsy, even though, you know, we're not getting any of the other stuff out of Shaun of the Dead. I, yeah, I... I would like to see a zombie. Or maybe we should just employ people to dress up as zombies and walk down Fifth Avenue dragging their legs or something. I also, I really don't know where the line is between it being like funny or like a serious thing we have to take very seriously with a somber voice. But, you know, as an Englishman, I'm, I'm naturally programmed not to take anything seriously. Did you see that on the on the subway here, two guys dressed up in hazmats and had a big box, and on it they labelled it coronavirus biohazard, yeah. and they accidentally spilt it on the floor. And, and they did it nice and early as well in the whole thing, so it was still, like, funny, definitely funny for most people. <laughs> well, I found it highly amusing. But they, they had someone standing by to say, look, it's a joke, don't punch us. But now I think, uh, yeah, now we're in the point where that would just get a lot of annoying taste discussions. Right, right, right. As a follower of social media, what I've become very aware of are two things. Like, firstly... A lot of people who don't work from home a lot are now starting to really ramp up their social media usage as their, you know, the replacement for their office banter. And two, there's a really huge global amateur epidemiologist thing. Uh, everyone's an expert. I tell you, it's been super weird because I have been going out and doing some of that supermarket photography. So I've been exploring some of the local supermarkets and watching the, the stock deplete. Right, yeah. You know, because it started out when you were just there and you noticed that the toilet roll thing. Because toilet roll's quite chunky and it's quite big. So when it's not there, it leaves a nice, big, empty, worrying-looking gap, which you can which you can work with. When the toothpaste was panic bored and there was no toothpaste, I thought, that's odd. What food? What was the first food to go there? Because ours was the meat and then the pasta went. And pasta, the pasta, pasta rice in giant bags, potatoes and then meat, roughly in that order. Right. And, um, you know, and obviously the cleaning stuff. Right. And cat food. Cat food's gone. Weirdly. Oh, yeah. No, people do care about their pets, don't they? I mean, are they worried that they're not going to get meat so they've bought cat food? Or are they thinking about their animals? I think people think about their animals quite a lot if they have animals. Oh, I worry what? a bit about my son. which you know... I, I understand. But if you got to the point where there was no meat left, would you eat cat food? Or would you eat cat <laughs> not cat, <laughs> but I guess you would eat the cat food first before eating the cat. Do you know? I'm not sure which would be least delicious. <laughs> it's a plot. We shouldn't really be talking about this. We're probably going to get a report. <laughs> RSPCA or something. 
Well, I like to think this is a more irreverent podcast than some. You know. <laughs> Please don't report us. We are only joking. Okay. Shall we drift briefly back into the field of photography? One thing I want to talk about, I broke my lens yesterday, which is very upsetting. I broke my um, new 14 to 24 Sigma lens. It's tragic. And that's that's probably the biggest news that I have right now is I broke my lens. But it was only on the um, on the hood. But thankfully... All right, so so is the, does it still work? Is there anything rattling inside? Yeah, it still works. But where it's broken on the top, we, the, the, the hood is kind of integrated on these big bendy front lenses. Um, the Tamron 15-30 was the same as well, where the lens is fairly concave at the front. Um, it's right if it's right on the top um, where the where the hood is broken, and um, light would get in horribly to the lens and create some quite disgusting lens flare. So I need to send it back to them to get it fixed. Although I've used super glue, and my question is, why doesn't super glue come in black? Or a range of different colours for your plastic needs. Or any other colours for your plastic needs, exactly. Why only white? Now it looks nasty. I'm going to have to get this, the uh, the Sharpie out. I was going to say, isn't the next step to just colour it in? If you start with white, you can make it any colour you want, whereas if you start black... Well, yeah, but I'd much rather have the colour kind of matching what I wanted to glue. But anyway, that was my that was my least exciting news. And um, because of this uh, zombie apocalypse or potential for a zombie apocalypse, I've been staying at home and also cleaning my stuff. Yeah, I've even started a bit of reorganisation. It's depressing, isn't it? It is depressing. And I've been making sure my cables work. And I found out I had two sync cables that were, that were done. But this thing, whatever you want to call it, with the bubbles in it, spirit level. Thing, oh, yeah. It, 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 one of the things has got no got no bubble in it anymore. That was the other uh, thing. For audio only, Dan held up one of those little cubes that you can place in the um, flash bracket, which has uh, different directional spirit levels in for keeping your camera absolutely level in the olden days before cameras could tell. Yes, exactly. So, but I put it, I put it, I put it on top of my tripod to make sure when I'm using other things other than a camera, I just put the hot shoe in, and then I can put my my 360 VR bits and pieces on top and I know I'm straight. Does, doesn't your tripod have one of those little bubbles? Yeah, I think one of them may do. But anyway, I've got this and it leaked and I've had to send my camera back to uh, Lumix to get fixed. That was hell on earth. Um, trying to get anyone at Lumix that would actually receive my camera and send a loaner. That was hell. Um, I must say the, the pro service for Sony was excellent. So if you had anything wrong with your Sony camera, you could take it into Phototech and it will all be dealt with, or if it needed any more work, um, they'd send it off back to Sony. Um, but with the pro service that I've had from um, Panasonic, has been um, a bit crazy. So they said we'll give you a three-year lease for your lenses, no problem. Uh, not three-year lease, three-year warranty uh, for your camera and lens. So it was all good. Um, I registered on their website. I heard nothing for months on end. When I pressed them for it, still crickets. So I added everyone I could find that worked at Panasonic on Loom, on my uh, LinkedIn account and um, still crickets. And eventually I managed to get hold of one of the senior managers there and said, what's going on with your pro program? I've got a problem with the lens. No one's responding to email. What's going on? All of a sudden the floodgates opened and things started to move. But um, even them sending me a loaner, I had to give them $2,600. I think I paid that for the camera. I think I got it in the B&H... Um, reconditioned sale and it was only 1800 bucks okay that that seems a bit unfair if you have to pay more for the camera you borrow right seems a bit weird right 
But anyway, so I should be getting the camera back at the end of this week. But uh, so I, mean, I had a broken camera and a broken lens, and that's my big news. So what else, what else should we? What else should we be doing while we're sitting at home doing nothing? Well, what should we be doing while we're sitting at home doing nothing? I think that's a good question. What can you do indoors without having to get anything new? Ideally, while you're still at home. Yeah. Well, I think um, you've covered the social thing. People are getting more social now, aren't they? I think. Oh yeah, that. aggressively so. And we talked about cleaning your kit. You can definitely clean all your kit, get it all ready, and making sure you test it. Not many people test their kit when they're at home. Um, no, it is actually a useful thing to know what is and isn't going to work for when yeah. times cut. You know, um, I've I've often sort of got stuff ready just on the day I'm going to need it to be surprised to find that, say, a battery's died over the, you know. Right. Uh, that happens with drone batteries, car. for example. Yeah, it's better to know that sort of thing in advance. So now is quite a good time to sort of just conduct a little audit, isn't yeah, it? absolutely. And I, the other thing I think you could do is look at reducing your overheads. Look at the costs that you're spending out on. While this virus is things going on, is it worth spending for any advertising that you're doing? Is it worth paying for some of these luxurious bits and pieces that you're probably paying for? I don't know. I mean, one of the things that I... That I I gave the bullet was the um, PPA subscription. Um, that was twenty odd dollars a month. Um, didn't use it very much. I thought it was fun to have. It was pretty useless, so um, I got rid of it. All gone. Yeah, they're going to be a lot of little monthly payments that you know a little skim through could probably clear up a bit of cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, if I was the sort of business that was reliant on monthly subscription payments. I'd be very nervous about what's about to happen because I think, you know, a lot of people are going to just have a few more minutes to go through. It's like a lot of times you see a little $5 payment go out and you're like, ah, you know, I'll deal with it next month. Yeah. Um, But now, you know, if you've actually just got enough time to pop through and to say, cancel this, cancel that through your online banking. Yeah. um, Yeah. Some of those leechier businesses that, you know, you keep paying for, even though you don't use, now is the time to say to them, eh, screw you guys. Yeah, exactly. I'm off. Ta-da. So that's exactly what I did. And I think I saved, I saved around, uh, let me look, I saved about $320, I think, a month by getting rid of some of the non-essential stuff. You know, because I know that my business is going to dip in the next few months at least. So I thought, well, I don't need all that stuff. So I got rid of it. All good. So yep. if people go through that, if you've got time, go through that's- some of your expenditures. Bye bye Dropbox. Yeah, exactly. I've I've got enough of those subscription-y, you know, one way or another. You know, I seem to pick up one for every different person I have to deal with. So that someone will right. be a Dropboxy person, and you end up using them all. But it's time to do a bit of rationalising. Yeah, yeah. So i i made the I made the conscious effort of moving everything over to G Suite, um, um, purely because I've got a I've got a, a few other people that I work with, and so. They've got a they've got a, 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 a danemlyphotography.com email address, and so for me to share all my data out, I get unlimited storage on it. So I don't have to pay for Dropbox or anything, and people can use it without having to sign in. It's all good. I get unlimited storage, so I only put a little bit on my on my land and sand here, and everything else is um, up on the uh, up in the cloud, which I work in. So it's good anyway. But it gives you a chance to assess all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the other things people can do or the other thing that photographers could do is look at their pipeline and where all of their work has been coming from um, and seeing if there's any opportunity within the 
contacts they've made the last year that you when you could shake hands um, and see if there's a way to kind of cultivate those relationships to maybe open up new possibilities because they're going to be sitting at home twiddling their thumbs too so why not pick it's up a the good phone point for those yeah it's a good time to be friendly yeah um yeah. and it's a nice time as well to sort of skip through any archive work you've got um and maybe you know if you've got stuff that's just lying around not doing anything maybe it could go on some sort of uh, stock service Right. Even if it's just Unsplash to get your name out there. It depends, right. you know, where you are in your career. There's a lot of opportunity to revisit what you've got. You might find you've taken a lot of photos that are worth just deleting rather than right. buying any new hard drives. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. There might be some a pile of crap somewhere that you've done. You may have shot a wedding or something, for example, that's probably a couple of years old. You know, hopefully, contractually, you've, 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 you've filled everything and you, you stay in your contract... I only keep the images for X amount of time. Get rid of them or archive them off somewhere. You know, Adam's absolutely right. Just Yeah, yeah. I mean, dump, you know, do you need the dump them off as JPEGs or whatever for absolute emergency? There are a lot of people have it set to raw and JPEG, shoot tons of pictures off and, uh, yeah, never see them again. Yeah. Or, I mean, I know I'm one of those people. My, my thing is full of images. that I actually just um, had a bit of time in computer cycles the other day. So got the stuff off the computer to keep it nice and cool and let our, uh, Lightroom just have a look through all of those images. So now I can uh, scroll through them and identify the problematic right. ones. And how long did that take you? Actually scrolling through them, that will happen in stages. But letting uh, Lightroom do that, it let the computer be on its own for about four hours. Right. Um, that's just the speed of the network connection to the NAS is, was the driving issue there. Right, so you can just kick that off overnight and sleep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, update your website. That's the other thing you can do. If you, you know you're blogging like Dan, that's stuff that's going to pay off in six months or so. Right. Yeah, and uh, it gives you sort of an idea to think of things that you can write at a later date. Um, particularly while there's nothing really going on now, there's not really much in the news, so you can think of topical stuff. Um, that kind of thing. So that's, that's really handy. The other thing that I think people should do is um, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn, that is so depressing. Yeah, it is depressing. But it's you can, does it count as work? Maybe. I'm not a big fan of LinkedIn. Um, some people get lots of work from it. Some don't. Um, some people love it. Um, some people swear by it. Go and do it anyway. Go and touch up your profile. Um, add in... Your uh, what you're looking for, what you do into your LinkedIn name. So after your name, you get exactly what you do so people can see it. Change your header, update that, um, change your logo if you do all that kind of stuff. It's all good advice. And people do, I mean, some people respond to add any sort of change or update. Right. And, um, and some people take it really seriously. And there's no harm in updating your digital CV because nobody will judge you for it. It's not right. like a proper social media. Uh, yeah. And some people will, you know, might see a potential for some sort of work or work that you haven't put in otherwise. Right. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's a good idea to give that a bit of a spring clean because I, I, I think photographers as a as a whole, uh, they, they, there's two things that photographers do bad. One is connecting to people and two is, is their back end business processes. I think as photographers and myself included are, are pretty rubbish at doing those kind of things. But. I think that if you focus on 
while this downtime is going on of, of trying to make new connections, refreshing your the, the, the way you're viewed from the outside world, both from your website, both from your social media um, and the stuff that you post that we just talked about. I think that, you know, it gives you an opportunity to, 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 to um, maybe make some new connections, new leads that you probably would have before. Yeah. Or, you know, steal work from other photographers who aren't doing that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It gives and uh, other photographers might just be out. All those all those other photographers who are lying on the beach and right. uh, uh, abusing the beach, their, their uh, yeah. Um, um, it is also worth saying that, you know, depending on your business arrangements and, you know, we were joking a bit about it before, but it is worth looking at to what extent you count as a business and to what extent you have um, grants or aid that you may or may not want to use. Right. I'd say, you know, avoid the loans if you can until you're sure how long it's all going to be and when things are going to come back. But make sure that you're definitely going to get any direct payments or, or grants. Right. No, no, that's a, that's a very good point. I'm not too sure. I mean, the, the loan rates are good, though. If you, if you, yeah, I mean that's the that's the other thing. Yeah, and and if you've got questionable credit, it might be something you can take advantage of. If you've got, if you've got questionable credit and faith in yourself, you might find it's a little easier to get a loan. So you might be, you know, don't do it until you can see things getting better. But then definitely look at what sort of stimulus is being provided uh, in the sort of recovery phase, and. you know, try and be ahead, a bit ahead of the curve. So the, another thing you could be doing is, you know, downloading uh, and looking at some template business plans, looking at ways you would approach it. You know, you'll find some useful, practical, non-The Apprentice style advice for growing your business. And, you know, you want to be in there first afterwards. No, that's a very good idea. No, I agree. Uh, on the other hand, former Apprentice hosts or whatever they are they're not the sort of people you really want involved ideally <laughs> no definitely not we have um we don't have the apprentice here anymore which i'm a bit disappointed about i have to i have to vpn back to england to watch it well hasn't, hasn't the guy got a different job now i guess so yeah <laughs> anyway that's uh that's by the by uh, i did bring up one thing in my mind though which is we did a bit of a survey about how long we should uh, do our records and maybe we're drifting past the uh the peak spot I think we were deeply offended uh, when everyone said that we shouldn't rattle on for two or three hours or however long we were. Yeah, the um, the results were quite overwhelmingly for a shorter podcast. Um, the It was 20 minutes to half an hour was the most popular, um, without a doubt. And um, everything else was kind of a, a very long, distant second, third and fourth. All right, so uh, that's kind of... A- what you're looking at is for tighter editing, I guess, people. Uh, yeah, or um, or we stop talking so much because we can talk about any topic all day long. Um, in some ways, that's good, but for a half an hour show, that's a bit of a squeeze. I guess, I guess. Well, I think the thing is, I'm probably still going to end up targeting 35 uh, minutes, but maybe we'll sort of organise it a bit so we get into the photography sooner and do a bit of, uh, yeah, control the waffle. Right, right, right. And so, edit, maybe, yeah. you know, and it is an editing thing as well. I mean, I've often liked to just let the conversations flow, but there, we certainly can edit a bit better. It was uh, uh, it was 66% for 20 to 30 minutes. 30 minutes to 40 minutes was just 25. And then six, 60 plus minutes, 8.3% of the vote. 
So that's still not hideous. I guess that's very generous of you. The the eight percent view. Thank you very much. That's very kind. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. I thought that was very good. I really hope we had a lovely little jingle for that bit because Dan and I have been having a little chat about any other photography-related subjects, which is weirdly a tricky one at the moment. But uh, he's drawn my attention to the Sony World Photography Awards. They've announced the 2020 winners. Now, I guess, Dan, this isn't the sort of award that you would judge as being a waste of everyone's time. No, 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 quite the opposite. So... uh, it's a nice thing. It's a nice link. You can have a look and uh, explore the winners and see who Sony think are best. Or, sorry, do they sponsor it? See who a panel of people think are best? Yeah, they sponsor it. So apparently the uh, the winner was shot from a helicopter, which was um, someone called Hong Chen. Um, and he's got Flamingo Fly Over Lake Magadi. That seems unfair to me. What we're saying is the best photography can be achieved, you know, we talk a bit about gear and whether it's about the gear or the photographer. In this case, the gear in question is a fucking helicopter. <laughs> yeah, uh, a helicopter and a big lens. Um, yeah. And it's not easy taking pictures out of helicopters, um, which you can read about it in my book. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things you need to consider, particularly with the downforce of blades, but that picture's are very nice. You can see all of the, the swirly patterns of the sand. Not, as I said, the, uh, there's also the downforce of the gravity if you lean out too far. Right, yeah, which will get you splatting with the flamingos. But you'll get a nice close-up shot on the way down. I'm yeah, sure. and, the, and the person who's still in the helicopter would get a couple of great pictures. They were, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they're concentrating on flying and wondering why someone's fallen out of the helicopter. But yes, you could do that. But it's a very nice picture, nonetheless. I, I, I like the colours, the, the the pink of the flamingo against all of the uh, the green and blue uh, of the uh, of the of the water that's channeling out the sand. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, all right, so um, we'll definitely have links for these in the show notes. Um, we're just going to quickly skim through, say, the first uh, first places. To someone else from yeah. Hong Kong, he was number two. Um, looks like he's scuba diving with a school of. Uh, I guess I don't rate at all. No, I mean, I mean, it looks like every down. every underwater picture you've ever seen. Again, it's like, wow, somebody's got um, a uh, a camera housing. Then next, I mean, it's great. They're they're very lucky to have got the short the shoal where it is. Yeah, is that what we say? Lots of fish yeah. nearby. Swarm. Yeah. Um, shoal. Either way, um, it's a nice shot, but it's, it's nice. Um, it's but it feels a bit like a bit of luck. <laughs> right. Um, another one is number three is from uh, Iso Tabiashi, uh, Water Magic. It's called, um, and it is a reflection of the water gate at the ferry crossing in Hamarakyu Park. Ah, hopefully, yes, I- it, take, it does merit something of a second look. Yeah, you can see it. You can see where it's entering the water, and where the light comes down, and the continuation of the of the blur. Of the uh, of the background of the bouquet or bouquet. Um it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. It is um, well worth it. All right, shall we? Shall we? Let's let's have a look at the next two as well. Yeah, right. Let's next two. So this one looks like it's very posed. Um, Mount Elbrus. Did I say that? Elbrus. Elbrus. Yeah. Could be. Don't know. And how from, do you say that uh, name? Sergei but, Savenko from the Russian go. Federation. From the Russian um, Federation. Yeah. And it's. Uh, a woman in a very big billowy black dress, not looking at the camera. Looking away at the mountains behind her. What is that? Mount Elbrus. Presumably yeah. that is the mountain question, yeah. Yeah, the highest mountain peak in Russia and Europe. I'm not too sure that's true. Russia, maybe, not Europe. 
So according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, it says very clearly Mont Blanc is the highest peak in Europe located in the Alps. Yeah, so they mean EU sense of Europe, and then there seems to be a wider geographical sense of Europe. Right, the Russians which sometimes include Russia yeah. or not. The Russians kind of want to be European all of a sudden when they talk about the highest mountain. But presumably okay. not all of Russia, because Russia goes all the way around to the other side. Right. So d- is there a line? Right. So we need we need to know that. So I think I I, I side with the Cyclopedia Britannica on this one. Right. Next picture we have. Um, it, by the, the game, game of shadows. shadows. By you see, this person, Jag- this person has won simply on the grounds of using the word "game of something," and, um, and of course, of, that's very much in vogue. And lots of and lots of contrast, which is pretty cool. Silhouettes. It's a nice one. They've like they've lined up the angle from the shot of the bridge with the angle of the shadow it's casting in the mist beneath it. The bridge in Lisbon. And I must say, that bridge is terrifying to drive over. When Last time I drove over that bridge, there's... And also the statue on the other side, you can see it in the shadow, which is the, the like the one the uh, the one of Jesus in, um, in Brazil that everyone goes to. Picture San Francisco and Rio de Janeiro in one yeah. bridge. All in, all in one big rip-off area. Um, but that bridge has got, on the outside lane, um, was being worked on last time I was there, which is for, I think it was for Euro 96... For the, for the for the soccer ball, anyway, um, and the outside lane was just basically chicken wire that you drove over. So as you drove over, you could see straight down. It's pretty crazy. That's a little worrying. And another little fun fact: to the where that shot was taken, to the left was Roman Abramovich's boat, and he's the uh, the Russian uh, oil owner of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, because he owns most of London, doesn't he? He does now. Um, right, one one last picture. So this is the another a winner. I don't know how we, there's lots of winners and how's this one looks like an advert for Lloyd's Bank. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Lloyd's Bank um, are represented by a dark coloured horse in their logo. Yeah, if you if you if you cover up the um, the the Arab that's I don't know what he's holding. Um, it's a big stick with a circle on the end. I'm not too sure what that's for. Unless unless that's kind it's of it's a whip, isn't it? Be, yeah, it's weird? just curled up into a oh, yeah, circle is, yeah. at that point in its... I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was just an elaborate fly swat, but no, it's a whip. Um, yeah, so a horse breeder plays a horse in one of the stables of... Plays is an interesting word there, because... Yeah. That, I it's mean, it's a great shot. It is. Very interesting. What's behind the, the sky horse is depressing, back? but then that's what the sky looks like around there. So what's, what's that background on the just underneath the horse's chest on the on the line of the sand? What is Don't that? Know, something that could have been photoshopped out. Is, is yeah. <laughs> it looks suspect to me. I need a steward's inquiry on that. Definitely. Maybe it's there to make it look more real. Yeah. There's a lot of drone shots. The next one's a drone shot too. All right. Oh, well, let's keep going for a bit then. All right. Mate, this is the very last one. So this is. What looks like um, people swimming out to sea or, yeah, swimming out to sea and going over uh, various waves. And there's a big group of them. And I, I quite like the way it's framed, I must say, with it looking down with it. You yeah, can see that I, I, I do. I really love those straight down shots, that, you know, where you point the gimbal on the drone 90 degrees and you just look and get that satellite like view, but with much more detail because you're nearer. Yeah. 
yeah, and it's a uh, it's a very interesting picture. I like it a lot. And the the, the color the color of the sea is fantastic. Where was it taken? Is it say or Italy? I tell you what, I don't know if I would have left it as long. You know, it's nice that it's long, but if it was slightly cropped in at either side, right, right, right. You know, there's a hint of edge to the environment as it is. But if it was a normal four by three crop, then it would appear like it might go on forever. No, I I agree. I agree. I agree totally. It's interesting. But anyway, people can check them out, I guess. Hey, it gets it gets quite interesting as you page through, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does all look very digital, though. The one, I don't like the one of them on the multiple exposures of, of by Wolfgang Wiesen at the fun fair. I, I don't... This kind of thing, I don't like it. That, to me, is not photography because that's just overlaying lots of pictures. And Oh, you think he's... It, yeah, you look at it first, you think he might have done something really clever with light and shadow, and then you realise he's just quite good with Photoshop. Right, that's it. Yeah, that's sorry. Happen. I mean, multiple exposure. You know, could it? Could, right, yeah. Maybe if it is done, maybe there is a scenario where this is a brilliant photograph done by somebody really, you know, clever and patient with a camera, and there's an alternative scenario where this person is just done by someone quite clever and quite patient with Photoshop. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Okay, yeah. so uh, you know, overall impression of the images. I, I think they're great. That's the kind of competitions I think people should be entering when they when they feel comfortable with it. Out of interest, do you think you have to pay to enter that one? I think you do. Yeah, it's not much though. I might be wrong. I'll have to have a look. That'd be that'd be something we can research. But I mean, this this goes to show though. I mean, I mean that 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 shot by um, Isayo uh, Tabriashi. Um, that shot, you know, this could be replicated in thousands of places. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think in a way that's my favourite. Although on some level it looks, I mean, almost all of them look like they might be a desktop backdrop, but this one really shows that what you can do with with an eye, for right. just you know, always be looking around for something that you might be able to do, and then yeah. second step, think of how you can capture it with you know a right lens and the right focal length. Right, um, I agree. To, to to focus in on or to zoom in on something to give you that really flat fo- plane, I think is really what matters as well. Right, and how that it looks like a painting. Up. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I really really like it. I think it's a uh, it's interesting. It's, it, and you know, it, it took me a little while to notice that where the water marks were on the on the pipes as they're going into the water. Um, you know that really is a, a kind of a second take. I think that's, I think that's quite an achievement. I think that's yeah. great. And it's that sort of thing that, um, you know, you can in this country we've had a lot of flooding recently before the you know current crisis. Um, very convenient that they're separated. Um, so it's the sort of thing you might be able to look out for more during the um, climate crisis. Right, and I think we talked about reflections and stuff where people can get out and, and do things with their fifty mil and. Um, you know, or, or whatever lens, and go and just do something that they probably wouldn't necessarily do. Is going out and looking for this kind of stuff because it's reflections. They're not only fun, but uh, you know, they're an interesting thing to keep you looking in other places. There's something you can do in April showers kind of time of year, which is now because yeah. um, you get you know you often get good light and water around the place, so you might see whatever on on one of your isolated walks. Yeah. Um, but they also sort of pop out a bit in in a portfolio or in a uh, an Instagram feed as showing you as the kind of photographer who thinks. 
Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. And the other one that stood out to me, um, I know we, we, we kind of laughed about the name, The Game of Shadows. Um, and this is all about time of day, right? This is all about how the dynamics of, of one location changes very quickly during during one episode of a time of day. So this was obviously during a time of high mist and the way that sun kind of popped down. And this happens, you know, we've got the Verrazano Bridge near us that, 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 that it happens with you. We get a, that sharp shadow coming down. And this is something that can be replicated too, right? It's just a matter of making sure that you're there at time of day and you, you recognize the fact that the atmospherics is going to change as the atmosphere changes and the, uh, the, the, the time of day with the sun coming up and using that contrast to, to bring out the features. Building up your knowledge of where you are and you can yeah. make anything look beautiful or interesting because you know about the light and the time uh, rather than necessarily traveling to somewhere especially beautiful. Just think a bit more. Plan. Yeah. It goes back to a, yeah one of your lessons about planning that we talked about a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all about planning, and uh, it's it's a nice shot. I, I really like that. I really like that a lot. So, and I think they're the two that really stand out to me. Um, I think they're I think they're terrific, terrific shots. Um, it's good to see them. And again, going back to my point that I made about how photography competitions can motivate you and and give you a bit of inspiration. And they the, all these images are very different. Um, and they certainly give uh, give you an idea of what you can go out and do and achieve yourself, right? Particularly, you know, particularly on those two images that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. In a way, you found sort of like we talked about the negatives of some of the competitions, and now we're looking at maybe that one of the nice things is that these competitions and the, especially the, the higher ones are happening all the time, and you can be inspired by them because the images are put out there for free. You can have a look through. You can scroll through online while you're at home waiting for the museums to reopen <laughs> and you can just spend a bit of time thinking about how they were done yeah all right it's uh, it's been a long record i wonder how much of it you've just heard i.e how much i've edited out but thanks very much for joining us and letting us be in your ears again uh in of course an extremely hygienic way in these dark times uh it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me but you can still find us online. Uh, and I think now is a great time to read some books and, and learn a bit more about photography as well as exploring the, the images we've suggested in the show. So until next time, stay well. Yeah, it's a goodbye for me. And uh, yes. Did I actually introduce our names at any point during the show? I don't think we did. People, they either know or they don't by now, right? <laughs> I just hope so. And now it's time for an edit because I'm going to cough. <coughs> Uh-oh. No, I'm sure that wasn't one. Are you running a fever? You can have a cough. Like, normal, you can have a cough without a temperature and, like, lungs collapsing and stuff, which is really confusing. I definitely didn't cough during that recording once the editing's done. <laughs>